It's such an ancient pitch But one I wouldn't switch Cause there's no nicer witch than you Coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast for two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Noll, and I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? Uh, Mike, I have something to tell you. Okay. Sorry, do we need to turn off the podcast? It's too important. I can't wait. Okay. I'm a witch. <laughs> good one. <laughs> no, no, I'm a witch. No, yeah, no, on the show, you play a witch. No, no, I'm a witch. See that, uh, see that guy over there with the pants on? You see Jason Schwartzman over there? Yeah, you see Jason Schwartzman over there? Yeah. I'm just gonna magically grow a, a very fake handlebar mustache on him real fast. And now it's gone. Well, and you... now it's back. And now it's gone. And yes, that is Christian Chenoweth dancing with him. Wow. This is <laughs> yeah. a star-studded ensemble we've <laughs> set up for this opening bit. It is. And my dad is Michael Caine. I actually believe that. Most people don't know that Michael Caine's birth name was Madison Jones Sr. And I also just give off those Michael Caine spawn vibes, right? You do smell like the spawn of Caine. Thanks. That's the nicest thing I've ever said to you. What do you think Michael Caine smells like? Cognac, mostly. I think cognac and wood. What kind of wood? Probably like cedar. Hey, Frequels, if any of you have ever smelled Michael Caine, get at us on Facebook or Twitter at The Equalizers and let us know what Michael Caine smells like. Also, just tweet us what you think Michael Caine smells like. Hashtag Caine smell. What if Michael Caine actually smells like something very weird, like McDonald's French fries? He just always smells like McDonald's <laughs> French fries. He has that smell of like cheap bubble gum, like the little like Tootsie Roll shaped bubble gums that come individually wrapped up that have a very processed smell. That's what Michael Caine just smells like all the time. Or steel wool <laughs> that has been used like maybe like 20 times <laughs> like a mildewy steel wool anyway we're doing bewitched this week i pick the witch so i was looking to zag on you i legitimately enjoy watching this film i find it very delightful it is by no means a good movie like a, a year or so ago i invented a system for talking about movies and it's film versus movie the film is like the writing, directing, the technical aspects that are kind of quantifiable versus movie, which is like how you feel watching it. Did it make you laugh? Did you have a good time? Regardless of if it's a good film, was it a good movie? I think it's a good movie, not necessarily a good film. Yeah, I have something to tell you, Mike. Um, I made it through 95.7% mm -hmm. <laughs> of this movie, and then I fell asleep and I couldn't be bothered to go back and watch the end. Mm -hmm. Um so I, I, I know I know everything leading up to basically right after Will Farrell's character, the Darren character. Well not really Darren, his name is what it, his name is Jack Wyatt. The Jack Wyatt character when he's going on his like benders and everything, because he's like in like really depressed mm -hmm. and like he yeah, that that's that's about as far as I got, and then that's. The did you get to see Uncle Arthur? I did get to see Uncle okay. Arthur because that's one of the best parts of the movie. Steve Carella's Paul Lind as Uncle Arthur was one of the the bright spots of the like. Remember this character from the original show? Yeah, and that part was really weird. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's a certain point where I'm pretty sure they didn't know 
if they were gonna really do the bewitch thing or they were gonna do the making of the new be the rebooted bewitch show because there's also a part with aunt clara and that is in the real life with isabella right and and it's kind of really confusing because they're like, oh, you know, like in the Bewitch show, like Samantha had a, an Aunt Clara as well. It's like, OK, what? It feels very much like this started out as a movie that was going to be about, oh, this was actually based on our lives, the original show. And now they're redoing it. And so that's how they get the cast of characters back. And somewhere near the like near the point where they were going to make the movie, they decided we can't do that. That's stupid. And they retweaked it. So she just so happens to have all these because Uncle Arthur isn't even her actual Uncle Arthur in the sh- in the movie. It is Jack Wyatt has some kind of mental stress break and then also some magic births this like um, Tulpa Uncle Arthur <laughs> into existence to convince him that he's in love with Samantha actually or Isabel. Played by Steve Carell, who's yeah. doing a pretty good oh, impression. He's amazing at it. The first time I saw this movie, I was telling my mom about it because I thought she'd enjoy it. And she'd go, who'd they get for Uncle Arthur? And at this, I said Steve Carell as she said, I bet it was Steve Carell. Like, he's just the, there's no one else you get for that. I think what I like about it is he's giving off like a kind of different energy that Steve Carell usually does. He's like, he. Mm-hmm. I think he got to have fun with the character yeah. a little bit. I will say there's one thing I kind of wish they had done in this movie. It would be a meta joke, but halfway through the movie, I wish they had switched out Will Ferrell for a different actor because famously in the show Bewitched, after like the first season or two, they changed the actor who played Darren. Either he quit or he was fired. It was originally Dick York, then it went to Dick Sargent. Got a super fan over here. I I, I love that. Like I, I used to watch TV, uh, mm-hmm. TV Land, and like uh, Nick at Night stuff all the time. <laughs> That's good because based on one of my ideas, that might come in very handy. Oh, good, good. Before we get to the pitch, though, after he and Uncle Arthur meet, you really didn't miss anything else. He finds her at their place in quotes, the set of the front of the house for Bewitched, um, and they make up and they kiss, and he says, "I love you, Samantha." Isabel. I knew that. <laughs> I think. I love you, Dad. Just occurred to me you could have any guy uh-huh. in the whole world. Oh, but I chose you. <laughs> Honestly, I think you made a mistake. If I did, I could always get out of it. <sighs> now we have things to do. Mm-hmm. We have a show to do. Yes. And then, maybe after a while, we could get married. And then it immediately cuts to six months later as they pull up in front of a house that looks almost identical to the set. And they go in and across the street is, um, I believe it's Yeardley Smith, I think, who's Lisa Simpson, uh, the actress. Yeah. She's playing Gladys, the neighbor. Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. The part of Goddess was played by Amy Sedaris. I'm sorry, that clicking noise is the BB 
that is lodged in my neck after I was shot there in 1996 by Dick Van Dyke on the set of Diagnosis Murder, Season 4, Episode 3, of which I was a script supervisor. Goodbye. Oh, I forgot about that character. And yeah. she's doing Abner, Abner. And Abner is played by, I cannot remember his name. And my go-to pull for him is the uncle on Even Stevens. Because that's the first thing I ever saw him in. Six hours later. Uh, Richard Kind is Abner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's in everything. He's another reminiscent of the guy from Oh Brother Where Art Thou. <laughs> oh, that guy? Yeah, yeah. This is that other guy. You know, that <laughs> yeah, one the other guy? guy? He's probably most famously, or at least as far as recognizable to me, is um, he's in Spin City. One of my favorite things about um, actors in general is, like, the first thing you see them in, that's always your go-to. So, like, Michael Ironsides, the very famous and, like, accomplished actor, I always, the first Mm -hmm. thing I'm like, oh, it's the villain from the famous Jet Jackson movie. Like, because that's the first thing I ever saw him in. Not any of his great (laughs) dramatic work. It's as the villain from the famous Jet Jackson movie. You mean the famous Jet Jackson movie where Jet Jackson becomes Silverstone and yeah. Silverstone becomes Jet Jackson? Yeah. Um, and like some weird hybrid universe last ditch effort for this series idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is that exact movie. Yeah. Cool. So, Bewitched. Bewitched, yeah. So I like this movie and you seem to at least have enjoyed watching it yeah it was a it was a ride for sure it was a wild wild ride of a concept well it may not surprise you to learn that there are other people who had opinions about this that's right gang i've managed to summon up some daddy's tomatoes Uh, Before we get into these too deeply, I want to do point out that on Rotten Tomatoes, about 99% of the reviews I saw about this really, for some reason, thought Will Ferrell was going to be the one to carry this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Not even Will Ferrell's comedy could save this movie. And I was like, you came here for Will Ferrell? Will Ferrell is doing kind of like a Will Ferrell impression through the entire movie, basically. There's really only one place in the movie where he actually does kind of his own Will Ferrell comedy, and that's at the dinner scene. And he's trying to get his dog back, and she keeps bewitching him so that he does the line weird. And that's pretty much clearly they just let Will Ferrell have his day. Because there was a lot of Anchorman energy in that scene with the dog, where he's like yelling about how much he loves the dog. And then Darren says his line... It's my dog. My dog. I want him back. I want him back. <laughs> you always killed me, Jack. You ready to go? Let's do it. All right, right then. Saddle up. Rolling. Action. It's my dog. My dog. And I will die if I do not have him back. You understand? I will die if I do not have him back. Cut. Well, that was a bit much. Jack, you want you want to take it down a notch, or five? Uh, you know what? Just keep it going. Let me let me just go right away. I'll, I'll get it this time. Rolling. Action. Where art thou, dog? Thy canine lover. What's happening? Where is your hot breath upon the nape of my neck? We shall form a bond of brotherhood, man and beast. You shall lick my face, and I shall lick your snout. Cut! Jack. Guys, I, I'm not doing this on purpose. I, I swear to you. Okay. All right. Rolling! Esta mi pero. Mi 
Mi perro es mi favorito. Mi perro es mi corazón. Muchos taquitos. Eh. Buena suerte. Oh, my God. Where's my dog? Totally. I have a totally great dog. Jack, what are you doing? Yeah, uh, Nicole Kidman, I think she's the shining star of this oh, movie. Yeah. Like, honestly, because she, she's a very good actress. And whatever she's doing in this movie, I don't know how to describe it. Besides, like, it's like if being blinded by a a flash of a like of a camera bulb uh-huh. um, was a character <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, that like temporary blindness you get after getting your picture taken. Uh-huh. It's kind of like that kind of energy is her character where she's kind of like flighty and just kind of seems like she's lost or she doesn't know why she's in the room that she's in. Um, and it works really well. Uh, this first review comes from Ryan R who gave this two and a half stars. Yeesh. This was a stinker. You kind of hoped they'd be really creative with it being a Will Ferrell movie, but it's just kind of played it safe. End of review. So Madison, I have a challenge for you right now. What is the most creative Will Ferrell movie? It's probably, like, creative. Like, I would say... Hold on, I'm going to burp. That was it. I would say it's probably a tie. As far as concept, I think this is pretty ambitious mm-hmm. and stranger than fiction. Fair enough. I, I was expecting a common answer, but I got a real one. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, it's not all It's not no, all goof-em-ups and, like... No, no, no. I'm not upset. I'm not upset. I. I it's, not, it's not all fart jokes and liquids with me. You know, I'm... I, I'm a human being. I love it if it was just the fart jokes and we lost the liquids, but here we are. Um, yeah. This next review comes from Kurt R., who gave it one star. There are several talented people involved in this film. Unfortunately, it is horrible in almost every aspect. End of review. I think what this movie has going for it, uh, going off of that, is that it has a lot of really good actors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, who are just kind of, are like bringing their all to, like, like they, they even know, like, uh, Jason Schwartzman was probably like, oh yeah, like this movie probably really sucks. <laughs> there is a scene in this movie that legitimately, I, I have some respect for Jason Shortman just for this one bit, and it is when Isabel is doing her screen test with just the nose, and every time he does it, Jason Shortman commits 20 more percent to being super psyched about this. Like, they do it the first time, and he's like, yeah. And then the second time, more people, he's like, yeah. And then the third time, he's like, yeah. Like screaming and cheering, like he commits harder every to each el- like level of it, and it is the funniest thing to me to watch him lose his fucking mind over this. It was kind of impressive that Nicole Kidman could do that. Like mm-hmm. I, I thought it was like I wonder if she trained herself to do it, or there was an even more meta thing where they brought in a bunch of really famous actresses, and it's like okay, who can do it best? <laughs> and then I would probably bet it's closer to the latter. I would bet that they had like a short list of people they wanted and it was then like who could do it more and who could play off Will Ferrell the best or whatever. If you're like, hey, we're remaking Bewitched and you described the plot of the movie, Nicole Kidman wouldn't be my go-to, but... She's too good for this. Yeah, and like there are (laughs) other actresses that do comedies like this and I would maybe think of them first, but she did great and I loved her in it. So I think it's probably more the latter of they, they were like, hey, would you be interested? And also, can you do the nose thing? Yeah. Well, speaking of the nose thing, uh, we do have our first super reviewer Ooh. chiming in on for Daddy's Tomatoes. These are people who have the highest rankings or are like 
in Twitter with the blue certified yeah. check mark. This is that kind of level of reviewing that we're working with here. And it's our first one. This wow. is Kevin M.W. who gave this two stars. And I think you're going to see what really rose them through the ranks of the reviewers to super review level. Cool. Bleck, blah, vomit. And this from a guy who loves Nikki Kidman and a review. Wow. It's like poetry. It's like poetry. Oh. Yeah, he must have a lot of pull. Like, he's like an investor in Rotten Tomatoes or something that is just like, like, he owns like 51% of Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> and that's why he has that super reviewer. This is actually Kevin, the MW, so it's Kevin Moldy Watermelon. And yeah. <laughs> uh, Ashley H gave this three stars. I don't know what they did to the fourth wall or why, but I'm actually pretty okay with it. This was a cute movie. End of review. The movie stopped caring at some points. Like, <laughs> Um, I think the Aunt Clara scene in particular to me is just like, huh? Yeah. Why does this exist? Like, this is a kind of like stretch of like the imagination. They were attempting to cram as many cameos in quotes as they could. Uh, and yeah. this was a way to do it because she also famously always messes up her spells and potions and stuff. Aunt Clara, it was a way of doing it and having it so oh this was a bad idea and we it, we went too far now i'm gonna go back and undo it and like i get it yeah. but it, we could have done it better and shorter yeah uh alex k gave this two stars i know ms aromkin has seen the tv show bewitched she went to this movie when it came out in movie theaters back in 2005 she told me the film adaptation of bewitched got panned by film critics because it did not live up to the original tv show tyler told me bewitched was so romantic end of review tyler Bleeding heart. If you're out there, Tyler, tweet at us at the Equalizers. What was so romantic about the movie to you? We want to know. Our lines are open. This is now a morning zoo show. It's it's probably like one of the most unbelievable <clears throat> romances I've ever seen on film. <laughs> Just because one, okay, so you know what my favorite part of the movie was? Please. Actually, when they undid twenty minutes of the movie I just watched. <laughs> they somehow did that. Because there's a moment in this where the Aunt Clara scene, they put a hex on um, Jack Wyatt, Jack Wyatt, and it makes him obsessed with Samantha. And for the next 20 minutes, we see him be hexed by her and then like be basically obsessed with her and like fall in love with her or whatever. And then she's like, no, this doesn't make sense because this isn't real. Then she undoes that 20 minutes that we just watched. And it doesn't exist anymore, wasting all of our time. Yeah, I I do like that the movie seems to realize that there's no way that this relationship would ever work. So they just, they play on the fact that she's utterly naive in, like, the ways of the world. And that's why it kind of works. Sure, yeah. But also even, like, both characters are slowly losing their minds <laughs> yeah. through the entire thing. Like, because... I think they eventually just think they are the characters. In let's save this energy for maybe uh, when we get to our sequel. Okay. I don't know, but it sounds okay. like we, you might have a little something there to work with. Um, I am done with tomatoes. So if it's time, I believe, if you'd like to inflict Madison's liquids on our listeners, we can go ahead and knock that out now as well. I'm ready to, I'm ready to flick some moisture your way. Mike, you know the question. Are you ready to get wet? I mean, it doesn't matter what I say. I tried to opt out last week, and you told me no, so it really doesn't matter. Let's get wet! Mm, yeah. 
this week, I have a feeling, is going to piss you off. Okay. <laughs> you may commence your questions. No, go ahead and chug it immediately. Okay, this might this one might take me a minute. Oh wait! Oh no! I have to. You have to. I have to see it. This is now part of it. I have to be able to see it because I may not write questions as often, so I'll need something to go off of. Although actually, I could use the picture clue at that point. For the listener, it appears to be a clear liquid of some kind. I suspect that it's fizzing, or it's fizzy of some fashion, because Madison is having to do this in multiple sections and segments. <coughs> Also, that just happened. For the listener, I believe Madison is dying. So if any of you have any interest in the most likely to be vacant spot as co-host of the Equalizers, I am currently taking applications. Our email is equalizers at gmail.com. I'm going back in. <coughs> Please also respond with how funny you think this bit is and whether or not you would continue doing it. There was a little belch there. I don't know. I might cut it. So we'll see. But there was a belch. Okay, so this uh, is likely carbonated or alcoholic. Uh, uh, it also seems like it, damn, it doesn't do as well if it goes down the wrong pipe. Ask your damn questions. Okay, uh, so I'd actually like to introduce a new lifeline. Uh, I'd like you to go ahead and uh, invent a riddle for me that gives me a clue as to what this liquid is. Okay. Channel the treasure planet to riddle squid. Okay, I'm going to try this. Part of me is usually underneath people's feet the other part of me is what i am what am i okay 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 part of me is usually under other under people's feet oh uh is it ground pepper it's not carbonated ground pepper (laughs) uh so i'm gonna start shooting from the hip is it ginger ale it is not ginger ale i won't do that again or vodka i'm gonna rephrase that is it um seven up and vodka no that's not that's not right either is it seven up and gin it is not. Is it alcoholic in any way? It is not alcoholic okay. in any way. Is it um is it just like seltzer water? It is not just seltzer water. Oh, interesting. Okay. Is it seltzer water and club soda mixed together? <laughs> no. Is it children's dreams? Children might dream of this, I don't know. Fancy children. Is it the tears of poor children then? It is not the tears of poor children. As famously as Jewel Osco sells in 12-ounce bottles. I'm going to say, I haven't been counting. I should have been. I think you got three more. That's fine. I'll take three more. Uh, Is it the urine of any type of animal? No, it's not the carbonated urine of some sort of animal. Maybe a mythic animal. Gotcha, gotcha. There's like some dragon elk that pisses this stuff (laughs) in some fantasy um, bullshit that well okay then I, I actually i'm gonna go ahead and make my official guess it's dragon elk piss because you just said it's not dragon no you just said a dragon elk might piss this out and so so technically i'm correct this goes in the book as a win with an asterisk yeah with an asterisk i guess so uh yes if if if, if it always always like a mythic a mythic figure <laughs> no i just you said you could. said that a dragon elk might piss this out therefore it is dragon elk piss Maybe in some reality it is Dragon Elk Piss. Um, do you want the picture clue? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm counting this as a win. Sure. I tricked you into a win. Okay, for the listener, there is about a half an orange with what looks like an elk's head on it. Which is interesting because medicine did say Dragon <laughs> Elk. So this is an orange or a grapefruit possibly as well. I'm not sure. So... Second one is what I am. Is it the soul of grapes? 
Is that your your official final guess? Oh, I thought I had two more questions. Oh, it or is two not more the soul guesses. Of grapes. Okay, and is it the soul of an elk? It is not the soul of an elk. <laughs> okay, what is it? So the riddle was to kind of guess the flavor of it. Okay, which is like a grape ground fruit. pepper. So okay, no, no. Oh, I, stomping on grapes. Okay, yep, I get you now. Then the second part is it, I am what I am, or uh, what um famous lacroix uh flavor six hours later pomplemousse lacroix okay so you see the picture i gave you is a grapefruit moose with a moose yeah yeah i get it get it no i get it it wasn't i mean i mean it doesn't matter because i got it right so i mean in all right so let me get a timer going for this having successfully achieved wetness we will get ready to I'm gonna say yeah. you only only in that other realm you got wet. You didn't get wet wet in this realm. No, I mean you asked me what it was and I told you what it was. So I got wet and our time for this pitch starts now. Okay. So uh, what are you? Do you have some ideas or? Not really. Like I, the idea that I had was um, doing this just with another show, and I was thinking like I dream of genie. Um, or like I don't know, like Gilligan's Island. So um, I have those as well. Gilligan's Island, uh, I Dream of Genie, The Andy Griffith Show, uh, The Love Boat, Mash. I just made like a short list of those real quick. I did have because I think that's probably where we're gonna go with this. I want to just throw out my the other couple ideas I had just to see if anything sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we could take something from those. Exactly, that's what I mean. If if we see something in there that we can couple with them, then um, I just wrote down rewitched or dewitched. Okay. Um, I also wrote down the idea that they're making a bewitched movie. So in this sequel, the show was so successful, they're gonna make a movie, and we can go from there somehow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> also, the fact that in the show, bewitched, they did have a child. Uh, we could do that, but their child could be Sabrina, the teenage witch. That's interesting. And then. I wrote down next to the love boat uh, as an option for a show that they would remake. There was recently, as we're recording this, a movie called Fantasy Island that came out, which is a horror adaptation of this like sitcom, whatever TV drama series, uh, Fantasy Island. So we could do something similar uh, with the Bewitch sequel. We could take the love boat and make it a horror movie somehow. Uh, we are digging into Ghost Ship 2 territory, but... Yeah. I kind of like the idea of them making a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, what if they made a movie about how they made the show? So... <laughs> <laughs> it's like this whole other level of meta-ness on top of it. So, like, let's say it's the most successful show of all time or whatever uh, for some reason. And now they're making a movie about how the show was made so it's the previous movie so but then casting and going through the process of casting everyone to do the movie no to make that's the movie. i can't i can't even understand what the fuck you're saying to me right now there's no way we could ever do that like you get it it's just another i think you i think you understood me at the beginning i thought you were talking about doing a mockumentary about a making of the bewitch tv series not not the characters isabel and jack wyatt are in the process of finding people to play them for a making of movie of the movie we already saw <laughs> i 
that's too many levels. It's pretty fun, though. I had a second idea. We could modernize it a little bit more, and it could be making a more remake of a more modern show. The dumbest idea I had was they're remaking Friends. That'd be fun. I I, I kind of like the idea of oh, it's this this duo who became very successful sure. making this new show, and so they're like hired to do it again with another new show. I see, and we can have like. I think it needs to tie in because as I was told in no uncertain terms in the lost episode of Into the Woods 2, where I was cruelly robbed of a victory because I didn't have any of the original characters in the movie, we do have yes. to work in like at least a cameo from Isabel and Jack. Otherwise, this isn't technically a sequel, again, as I was told in no uncertain terms previously. I would think they would be the showrunners of whatever the new show is. I'm not still bitter. Okay. Well, then why wouldn't they pick the people who wrote the show, like the actual showrunners, to run this? I don't know, because they, because, because uh, Isabella and Jack got all the credit for doing it. Because it seemed like Jack was in charge of everything. Like it, like it, he, he seemed he had to be at least a producer or something on the show that was being made because he was like a mm-hmm. a toddler of. And everyone kind of bent to his will. What if um, this we open and it's like they're filming an episode and it's like a cameo. Sort of like how the Jeffersons spun off of All in the Family. family. It's like the episode is just, again, picking this as an example. They go on a cruise and they leave and that's how they spin off the love boat. Or they go to Hawaii and they go on a tour. And as they get off the tour boat, the Professor Marianne the howls whatever get on the boat that's we we use them to spin off the show and then that becomes the thing and then i don't know during the actually for gilligan's island maybe the cast goes out to have a party what like on a boat and then they get lost at sea and get stranded on an island this is pretty fun yes Uh, i'm really about gilligan's island whatever we do just because that was one of my favorite shows and like I said, like I just I picked the love boat because I've been in my head thinking for a while about how would you do a horror version of that. So that's the one stuck in there. I'm fine with picking any of these. I would say not the Andy Griffith show because that's the one I like really enjoy a lot. And I don't know how we would be able to do that. It's like I'm actually secretly a sheriff. Like I, but yeah, okay. Yeah. So I think Gilligan's Island is probably where the heat is. What if we made like so? So the idea is just so we are clarifying. Mm-hmm is that they're making a new version of Gilligan's Island. Correct. Right? So my, my idea is that it's an episode of Bewitched, and Samantha and Darren, they're in Hawaii, and they go on this like three-hour tour. And as they, they get off the boat, and it's like the next group is getting on, and that's going to be the Howls Got or whatever. It. And so then it's like, cut. Great. That's the, this, that was the backdoor pilot or whatever for Gilligan's Island. Super. We start shooting next week, guys. Have a great night. The cast of the new Gilligan's Island goes out on a boat, to like get drunk and party a storm hits they get swept out to sea and stranded on an island got it okay i like it so it's the original characters really aren't in it except at the very beginning like isabella right yeah yeah i don't think we need them in it for the whole thing i think we just need them to kind of bridge the to make it a true sequel they kind of need to be in it some and then i don't know maybe they find that we can do a b plot with them doing something but I, I, I'm going to call this We're the Pesting It uh, because we technically made it. <laughs> we're pesting it because we're basically it like in our episode, <laughs> The Pest, we basically made a Jumanji like sequel. 
<laughs> in this we're we're basically making a gilligan island uh, movie. movie yeah we're basically yeah. taking <laughs> the structure of the bewitched movie and making a gilligan's island movie and i'm fine with that like yeah i think that, honestly it feels like that's the natural way to go with something like this yeah but and for fun we don't get will ferrell as darren yeah yeah like what if it they did eventually recast him that would be a really funny joke like who let's get into it let's bill hater into it. done I, Bill Hader? Yeah, okay. Just based on what the second Darren looks like, I can kind of see Bill Hader being a... Yeah. Oh, okay. So, unless we want him for Gilligan. Yeah, I know. I think, like, we gotta think about what is different about these characters compared to the originals. We have six minutes. Let's figure out the bones of the plot, and then we can cast it after that. Let's at least get a structure in place that we can kind of flesh out after that. So they get stranded after this big party. Was it somebody's fault? Because I think in the original, Gilligan like messed with the compass. or, or I can't remember what it was, but I thought in the original show, Gilligan was somehow kind of to blame. I don't remember what exactly happened because it was like it was a storm right, and wrecked it. But it, yeah, I think in one of the episodes, it did reveal that Gilligan fucked up somehow. I, don't, I, don't I know that one of the films that served as like a finale, the skipper had to go around and get everybody's signature on a like affidavit that it wasn't their fault so that... Like, he could go back to work or whatever. So that's possible. I think in that movie, the when they get re-lost, it's because Gilligan fucked with the compass. Like, he was like, oh, yeah, there was this magnet on it or something. He took the magnet off or whatever. He, like, met, like I don't well, know. But... Don't the, in, in the original, like, the movies and, like, sequel stuff or whatever for <laughs> it, um, don't the Harlem Globetrotters save them? I mean, at some point. The Harlem Globetrotters show up. I mean, everybody showed up on Gilligan's Island at some point. Yeah. So is it somebody's fault that they get, or is it just a freak of nature? Well, what if it's the professor guy, the guy who's playing the professor's mm-hmm. fault because he's like the smart character. So like, and he does something really dumb because I like the idea of them going a little against type a little bit, some of them. So what if uh, the professor character is actually kind of dumb okay. and he, he, I don't know, he, he drops the anchor or something accidentally or like, or something like that. Or sure. Like he, he fucks, he breaks the boat somehow. Okay, um, yeah. Maybe he... he somehow, well, we can, again, flush this out later. He breaks the boat in a way that it, like, when the storm hits, they can't return to base, port, basically. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. how they get swept out to sea and lost. Um. So what then happens once they're stranded? Do they just start up, like, a civilized, like, their own little base camp? They're trying to get it off the island, obviously. Uh, but what's, yeah, like, well... the crux of the plot? I think the idea is them trying to get off the island for sure. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have different arcs with this mm-hmm. where each character is experiencing the experience differently. But I do like them trying to play towards their characters. On the I show. see. Yeah. Like, they, like, you know, like they eventually got got saved. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just trying to think of like how they eventually get off the island, because I think that's like. Right. What if it's just happenstance? Like, what if they like um have this big plan and it fails and then at the very end like michael jordan goes by (laughs) i mean not to tie it in like to force it in but they are at sea the love boat could have been also knocked off course and passed by the island it's a cruise ship and then we could tie it in at the end like as they get on like people like two of them they just have to look at each other and like that like 
ooh, we have a spark. Music kicks up, but because it's like, it's the love boat, and inevitably, if you get on there, you fall in love with somebody. It's like, as they get on, like, I don't know, Mrs. Howell and the Skipper, their actors, so like, lock eyes, like, meet eyes, are like, ooh, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think that could be kind of funny, that's- but that's also a way we can, while tying in another sitcom joke. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good fun ending uh, part. This kind of reminds me of the Brady Bunch movie. Yeah, it does a lot, actually. That's one reason I wanted to steer away from My Dream of Genie was because the second one ends with Genie showing up. Yeah, I like this. So I think we got, like, at least our plot. Yeah, like, exactly. We, like, we, we, had to, we had to think of, like, what... I think we got to come up with an idea for, like, what is their plan. Mm-hmm. It eventually fails, eventually, like, mm-hmm. at the end. But do we think that they are trying to put things together on the island out of coconuts and stuff and like to make a some sort of i think to begin with the professor character is trying to like build shit out of coconuts and bamboo and they're like that's not gonna work like we can use them for like some building materials but you're not gonna build a radio out of coconuts and bamboo yeah i like this so like what if he um what if at the beginning they're like oh yeah like go ahead he knows what he's doing and then like he puts his like thing together and it's like it's this like amalgamation of of bamboo and coconuts tied together with reeds and everything and he turns it on and it just like lights on fire and explodes it's like and then that's when they all realize, oh, this guy is an idiot. <laughs> I like the idea of he like comes in and it looks great and he turns the knob and it just lights on fire. No explosion, like just like a flame, just like just it just quietly lights on fire and starts burning immediately. But yeah, yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, this guy's an idiot. I think Bill Hader yeah. should play the professor. He kind of has the same build and look as the original professor. And I think he could play this part really well of like, yeah. I've se- I've been watching some Barry recently. I've never seen it before. And he does a great oh, job yeah. of playing very quietly, like looks calm and acts like he knows what he's doing, but actually has absolutely no idea. And I think he would yeah. nail it in this as the professor. Got it. Okay. Um. So he's, he's definitely that person. So who do, who do we think should play Gilligan? Do we think we should cast it now? Yeah, let's go ahead and cast it now because like we need who they are and what their thing is, especially if we're relying on the middle of this movie being each of them is kind of personally tested or they have a task based on it's based off their personality. I think we kind of have to know then who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um uh let's go ahead and do Gilligan. Gilligan has to be a little younger. Do we also have to come up with names? other name like the no name? i think for now okay i think the idea is maybe they don't actually know each other yet and so they just yeah. refer to each other based off of their roles and that plays That's then funny. into gilligan's island again it's like none of them actually learned each other's names like they all met that morning for the shoot and yeah and i don't know maybe they like again based off the success of bewitched casting a no-name actress isabel these are all like they're not famous so nobody knows who they are. And it kind of explains how they got, they stayed stranded for so long in the age of satellite technology. What if we get, I know it's not the same build at all, mm-hmm. but what if Neil Flynn is the skipper? Who's Neil Flynn? That's the janitor from Scrubs. Okay. Or he could be the millionaire. He would also look like the millionaire a little bit. I think he would play a great Thurston Howell third. Yeah. I think we can also go with like, like the skipper could be black or something like that. We don't have to stick with because it's a modern adaptation. Yeah. They would theoretically recast yeah. Ooh, i don't know i don't know if he has the the vibe for it but i did google it and uh lawrence fishburn came up that's pretty fun also um 
the idea looking just saying that him made me think Andre Brower might be kind of fun as well from um like Brooklyn Nine Nine. I like the idea of Andre Brower being um the skipper for sure. I was kind of thinking like, what if they like they got someone who was like actually older um to play Gilligan, mm. but he's like younger. He he's like youthful looking. I don't know, like Paul Rudd or like <laughs> Paul Rudd. Um, I guess Paul, Paul Red looks forty. It just he's he consistently looks forty. Oh yeah. I was thinking like Chris Kattan, or it'd just be someone really dumb. What if we go super young with Gilligan and we cast like Finn Wolfhard or something? Like we go like Gatton Mazzarello or whatever his name is. What if we do Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Actually, I kind of love that. I love that idea. I love okay. the idea of him in that hat. <laughs> um, it's done. Jay Gord yeah. is our Gilligan. Yeah. We basically need the women at this point. Yeah, we need Marianne, Mrs. Howell. And Ginger. Um, and then Ginger, the movie star. Maybe she's like the famous one. Like, this is the person who... Yeah. What if it's like Charlize Theron? Like, it is Charlize Theron. Done. And then Marianne. Somebody who kind of gives me that vibe, and we're, we're double dipping a little bit, but uh, Melissa Fumero, who is Amy in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay. That's fun. And then we just need Mrs. Howell. Somebody Mrs. Howell. who's... I mean, dare we cast uh, Patricia Heaton, his wife from the middle? <laughs> That'd be fun. That's what I was thinking. I love that show, by the way. Okay, I'm just going to start writing down this list. Uh, Halle Berry, Meryl Streep, Salma Hayek, Angela Bassett, Michelle Pfeiffer. Ooh, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman <laughs> again? Julianne Moore. That could be fun. Julianne Moore and Neil Flynn might play off each other pretty well. I kind of like the idea. Let's go with that. I have one more pitch for you. Emma Thompson. I think she would chew the Emma scenery Thompson. as Mrs. Howell. Yeah. Okay. I'm done with that. All right. So we have our cast. Uh, we have that the professor's actually kind of an idiot. Uh, what is our Gilligan? What's his personality actually like? Um, I think he's like a newer act and he's doing like. Should we Tropic Thunder this and he goes method and is like. See, I think like with the professor being sort of the. Yeah. The dunce or whatever. I don't think we need to like have another really dunce. Yeah. No, I, I realized I said it. Maybe the skipper then is like super method. Yeah. I'm down with that. Like, yeah, Skipper's super method. I think Gilligan might be more of like, like he's like a newer actor and he's kind of, maybe he's just like learning from the professor. Like he's like his like protege or something. And maybe he's semi-method as well. But um, that's just my initial idea. Mm -hmm. Let's leave it for now. And then as we have before with these, as we get into it, we may realize a better story beat is a different character. Sure. For now, we have something to work with. Sure. What if um the Neil Flynn mm -hmm. is actually like he's playing a millionaire, but maybe he is like a down on his luck actor? Oh yeah, I mean that's what I was thinking the same thing as well. He's kind of our Jack White character of like had a, has had like some colossal failures, and this was like this is it for him. Like yeah, this is this was gonna be the thing that rides him into retirement. Maybe he's had some hard times. I think of um. Uh, you see Arrested Development. Mm -hmm. You know Carl Weathers yeah. character in that. Yeah, kinda like, of, like that. he's like he's like he's actually super frugal and it's like, oh, like free food or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, like like something like that. Like what if he's like maybe he thrives in the wild a little bit more? because like, he's just kind of like I I kind of So um resourceful, we'll say. Resor resourceful. Yeah. I mean, I get exactly what you're going for. That's just a shorter hand for it. Yeah. But he's had to scrape and 
save and find like he's had to be very economical yeah. with resources so now it's like oh yeah like i can do that like i he like makes a hammock and it looks great he's like yeah i i did this with like four coat hangers and a t-shirt back home like he just knows how to like yeah 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 which i could hear him playing that perfectly so that's amazing yeah uh what about mrs howell what if they're exes and in real life oh okay because that's the kind of drama you get in hollywood all the time yeah what if she because she's been around for a while or whatever Mm -hmm. like for ginger and marianne she kind of wants to like she is like a an unwanted like um mentor (laughs) does that make sense yeah and i kind of like the idea that she is convinced that someone is coming for them and so she's not bothered at all and doesn't really help she's just continually trying to mentor ginger and marianne's actresses or whatever yeah and maybe it's something towards the beginning of the movie where they actually like did play towards that a little bit they're like oh we're acting with like emma thompson's character oh man we have so much to learn from her and like she's like eating it up but now that they're on a stranded island like they don't give a shit about that anymore yeah and also i mean on top of which she's not bothered at all because she's like somebody's gonna find us like they're satellites now they can find us in like two days yeah maybe we do a time skip after they crash and it's like we don't need to worry about it they're gonna find us and it's like six months later and yeah and then they're like really in the the thick of it and everything. And they, then we can we have a reason why there are some huts and like things like that. And that's when the professor is like, "Okay, I've done it. It's taken me this long, but I finally have the radio where like built." And then and it lights off. But uh, all right, yeah. so what's Marianne's character like? Typically, Marianne was the sweet down home kind of all American girl. She was kind of yeah, the yeah. the like dams not the damsel in distress but her thing was just being the kind of all-american sweetheart maybe she's like i don't want to go too like opposite all the time but like what if she's right. like super cutthroat <laughs> like like she's just super fucking cutthroat like and maybe she's secretly plotting to escape the island herself like by herself because like she can't rely on these people like I she see. has like I like that she has a secret like solo escape plan because she can come back and then she's as the only survivor she'll get all of the like film rights and everything like she'll be she's not yeah, gonna yeah. kill them she's just not gonna she's gonna Christopher Nolan Batman them and then Charlie's Theron is what if she's not actually the movie star she's the the lookalike who got hired by the movie star basically she was like I'm not showing up for this shoot I'm doing a movie. You go and Got basically it. just stand there and look pretty for me for this fucking cameo. I'll show up for filming in three weeks. I'm not showing up for this. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Because it's like, oh, yeah, they were just walking on the boat. And yeah. that was like the backdoor sequel, right? Yeah. So, and so there, uh, she didn't, she's like, I don't need to be there. I pay you not a huge amount of money, but like a decent amount of money to basically show up for these parts of the gigs that I don't want to do. And then, or like yeah. go to events I, mean, I don't want to go to. Like, I mean. Uh, that's a thing of like like when someone couldn't show up that day they just got someone else to like look like them to like stand mm-hmm. in the back well that's i mean like and that. also but, just like we're not you're a movie star we're not going to quote unquote waste your time with these shots that yeah. you're not in so we get someone who looks roughly like you yeah that's fun i like that so is it is the movie star charlie's theron that she's like parodying or is it no i mean we get charlie's theron and it, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. think it's Charlize Theron, the actress. The idea is this yeah. is a perfect look and sound alike who goes yeah, to these yeah, yeah. bits that she doesn't want, that the actress Charlize Theron doesn't want to go to. I understand. And okay. so... It's Charlize Theron playing Charlize Theron's look alike. Yeah. Got it. Sweet. So, and I think her character is just like, 
do the other people know? The other people have to know that it's not Charlize. Like that she Oh, okay. So here's the right. thing. She's actually super fucking smart. She's technically kind of the professor of this group is in like an actual role. However, she's not breaking character because she's afraid if she does, she'll get fired once they get rescued. Like if people yeah. know about this, then she'll lose her, her livelihood in real life. So she's not saying anything. She could have gotten them off the island day three. But if she did, she'd have to tell them who that she was. She'd lose her job and once they get back, and then she'd have nothing. So she's just been playing the part the entire fucking movie. Got it. Okay, I like that. So, like, her her whole thing is that everyone knows that, the, like, these people are lost, mm-hmm. right? So it's in the news and everything, but the word was was that Charlize Theron is lost at sea. So they know if once they get rescued, her cover is going to be blown and it's going to ruin Charlie Theron's career. Thus her, her, her paycheck. I have, I have an idea for this. Okay. The ship is lost. And obviously yeah. it's like, Oh shit. Charlie Theron is like real. Charlie Theron is like, okay, well I can't be dead. Yeah. So she shows up and it's like, Oh my God, the ship sank and everybody except for me died. So nobody's looking for them. Got it. Got it. And okay. that's why nobody's looking for them is because real Charlize Theron came out and was like, I survived the shipwreck, but nobody else did. They're just gone, gang. And so nobody looks for them. Got it. I like that. So the real cutthroat one was Charlize Theron <laughs> <Yeah>. the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is great. So are we going to kind of also I'll use this phrase sitcom around the middle of the movie where it's like we kind of do like, oh, they whatever they find those old Russian vegetables that are radiated so Gilligan can run real fast. Like, are we going to just kind of do those adventures for most of the movie and then at the end the love boat saves them? Or are we going to build like an arc of, but not like a sailing arc, a story arc? I think we built in this sort of like plot with Marianne of just like, I think um I think they're convinced someone's going to come save them eventually. Mm-hmm. But Marianne, she was not convinced at all. She's basically like, I'm trapped on this island with a bunch of the idiot actors who are like too naive. I'm going to try to like escape this island ourselves, And that's kind of like our main storyline of her like doing stuff to do that. Mm-hmm. And the other people get involved. So I think what if she is building a raft that is made for one mm-hmm. in like a cave on the island and she's hiding it and she's building it over time and like just gathering enough like food and everything mm-hmm. like over time and she plans to leave but maybe the professor character finds like is like strolling one day mm-hmm. or something and finds the cave and like finds out her plan I think there needs to be a way that, like, she has set it up, and when the professor finds it being an idiot, he thinks it was, like, a previous person who was stranded here, because that gives her an out to not have to tell everybody that she was going to leave without them. And then we can kind of keep her as a secret villain. So what if they're like, oh, there's a raft here. Someone else is on this island. Maybe they, Mm -hmm. let's go find them, right? Yeah. And then she has to engineer, like, a, a campsite that looks like it was abandoned or something, or... Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I think um, maybe at that point, um, the skipper, um, so everyone knows about this raft or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're, everyone's, like, looking for this, and, like, the skipper's like, oh, this reminds <coughs> me of, like, episode episode 121, like, 
um, the island visitor or something like that. Actually, or that's maybe... really funny. If he's a super fan as well as being super method, so he's like, "This reminds me of the time Gilligan and I found whatever." Like he, like he doesn't episode reference them like episode one hundred six or whatever. He's like, "This reminds me of the time Gilligan and I found Paul." You remember, Professor? You were there or whatever. Like, and he's like, "Dude, that wasn't me." He's <laughs> um, um, like, "But I caught you on camera. It wasn't me. But I saw you in the bathroom. It wasn't me." No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's right you treated that joke with the respect it deserved um yeah so um so now they're looking for this person on the island who's not there mm-hmm. but what if they do find someone or yes. maybe they do like just like they always do in like an, a classic episode is like some visitors on the island um, that's good who's our cameo uh, like our celebrity like oh my god like michael jordan or whatever who do we get uh what if it's michael jordan uh <laughs> i think we need somebody more contemporary i mean the harlem globetrotters <laughs> i know they're not contemporary but who's that exact level of so hot right now but also not like you know the queen of england <laughs> they find the queen of england i'm trying to think like would it be funny if it's like a band or something like that? That would be pretty like, funny. Like Smash Mouth. Yeah, fuck it, it's Smash Mouth. <laughs> they find Smash Mouth. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, they find Smash Mouth. Um, and there's a whole joke of like, this is where you guys have been the whole time. It's like, no, we just got here last week. Yeah, uh, but just... as per the show, they have to like somehow get away without the like, not like they leave them behind, but it's like, hey, yeah, actually, we're we just called in a rescue ship. It's going to be here in like an hour. And they're like, oh, great, yeah, Like yeah. we'll go get our stuff. And then something happens and they don't make it back in time and Smash Mouth leaves without them. Yeah, yeah. So what if what do we think that other thing is that distracts them? I think we're just keep coming up with plot stuff. That's fine. <laughs> like I mean, it's the, a like, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. it works. For yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, it, it does. There's no way to do um, this movie because I've been thinking about it. It's the only everything I think about makes it way too serious. Like, oh, there's like an animal mm-hmm. on there that's like hunting them. Okay, no, that's not funny. Oh, okay. There's like, yeah. I guess Lord of the Flies. Okay, that's not funny. Like, the only thing I can think of is just Gilligan Island's bits. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Um, so so they come back what if they come back and it's just another select this is the point where we kind of dig into how many like celebrity people also got stranded so they come back to the base and they find like i don't know um jimmy carter president jimmy carter is there like present day president jimmy carter is just there like jimmy carter and they start talking about and he's like like oh no come on we'll get we'll go smash mouth has the other side of the island let's go and they get there and smash mouth is gone and then it's like then they're just palling around with Jimmy. Yeah, Carter. and then like I don't know, a helicopter flies over like and rescues President Jimmy Carter. Like it's like a SWAT team drops on and pushes them away, and they take Jimmy Carter and fly away. So they're still stranded. And then like I just think that like every time they turn around, there should be some kind of like guest star because you know like nine hundred people got stranded on Gilligan's Island. Okay. Not a single one of them ever said a word to anyone, and they still got away. Okay. Like. Okay, in this case, Michael Jordan does yeah. definitely show up there. Absolutely. Um, I was playing golf with Larry Bird and Bill Murray, and I fell down the golf hole, and suddenly I was here. I just got done talking to Daniel Radcliffe about this thing that he's doing. So, all right, so Michael Jordan's there, and then let's just name, like, two other people who make cameos somehow, but then eventually end up getting away. This should, actually, this should be the moment in the movie where 
ever all of the like we're building to this and it's where all of everybody's shit breaks bad all at once so like she's gonna leave on her raft but maybe jimmy carter finds the raft and sails away in it and then oh crap and then smash yeah. all is here and somehow screws up the howells plans right it's like everybody's got their bits that they're working they're building towards and then this is where it all of a sudden all the guest stars showing up immediately ruin everybody's plans got it okay this is a good idea okay so what if what if after like the first the first bit where their initial like the professor's initial like plan like blows up or whatever Mm -hmm. they all decide like fuck everyone else we're all gonna try to find our own way off the island and they are each trying to yeah they have little teams like working their own ways and like over a period of time they just have grown apart and everything so i think an idea should be because it is an ensemble cast and i think we should try to keep the ensemble is no one can agree on the best way out so everyone's like yeah. we're still live together we're gonna follow our path you follow your path and whichever one ends up working done we'll take that one yeah but instead of working together like they should be they're all working on their individual plans like melissa fumero is working on her raft i think she's not going to tell them when she's done she's just going to sail off but like yeah. gilligan and the professor are working or gilligan and um the skipper are working on fixing the ss minnow the ship uh yeah. the howells are working on some other plan the professor's working on his plan and Ginger, maybe Ginger and the Professor. I think everybody's in pairs except for Marianne, since she's kind of selfish. But then the scene where all the, with all the cameos just ends up wrecking everyone's shit. So that's four groups. We need four cameos. So we have Smash Mouth, we have Jimmy Carter, we have Michael Jordan, and so we need one more. What about Ron Howard? Just to tie in the Andy Griffith show as one of the ideas that we did. He's not Opie Taylor or anything like that. It's just director Ron Howard. Okay. Oh, he's filming a documentary about what happened to them. Oh, and, that's good. and he blows up uh, Ginger's spot. It's like, no, Char- Charlize Theron's making a movie with Tom Cruise right now or something like that. Like he's. Yeah. What if, um, just to make it really dumb, what if it's Ron Howard mm-hmm. and Henry Winkler? <laughs> <laughs> We make no reference to Happy Days. It's just those no, two. No, we don't. Right, okay. They're And they're together doing this documentary, working together. Like, uh, Ron's directing it. Mm-hmm. Henry is producing it mm-hmm. and everything. And they're... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, so, are they stranded on the island, or do they have a way off of the island? I'd say they probably have a way off the island, because they're just there investigating, right? I think they have their own boat. And, again, for some reason, it's like, great, let's go get everybody. Maybe, again, maybe the two the teams all discover um, the people. So, like, um, uh, Marianne discovers Jim, President Jimmy Carter. And she's like, oh, I have to go back for something. I'll be right back. And he ends up leaving without her on her own raft. The Howells discover Michael Jordan, and and he leaves without them for some reason. Like they go back to get everybody, he leaves without yeah, them, yeah, yeah. and it is uh, so everybody coming back to the basically to the middle to get everybody else is what makes them miss their individual rides until basically all that's left is rebuilding the minnow, because that was the, that was what they did in the show was rebuild the boat basically or attempt to rebuild the boat I think or they use the boat for parts I guess to live but yeah, yeah. let's come up with a reason why each person leaves. Fun fact about Jimmy Carter, mm-hmm. um, he led a research in treating gillyworm. Okay. I think it's gillyworm. So maybe that's what he was initially doing is like he was going towards a, and he was doing like a research study or something, or he was on the way to like give a speech about everything and like his helicopter crashed. And um, maybe Marianne is actually a big fan of his and like she's a 
big humanitarian so she's like i gotta save jimmy carter just to be clear the cutthroat selfish marianne is a big humanitarian yeah sure um maybe not i guess so like or maybe maybe jimmy carter it finds the raft and is like okay well there are other people on this island but we gotta escape together you can't tell them about it like i can hold two people but not like i'm actually fine uh, with marianne leaving on her raft i think that when they get saved in the end by the love boat the name of the ship is escaping me but um once they get saved by that boat they like pass her on the ocean like she and jimmy carter are like sinking or whatever on her raft okay so she's the only one who gets away at this point yes but later she doesn't get saved i mean maybe they they probably end up saving her but her getting away didn't didn't actually help her in the long run um but everybody else runs back. So like the professor and Mrs. Howell, sorry, Mrs. Howell and Mr. Howell met Michael Jordan. How does Michael Jordan get away? So what what was the way that they, did, did he have his own ship or how did he get stranded? Oh, I, I mean, yes. I think he he fell overboard of a NBA All-Stars cruise. I don't, I don't think it has sure. to make sense, really. We just have to throw words together that are a reason in quotes and then that's fine. Okay. <laughs> But I'm just trying to think of like how he is getting off of the island. He just stretches his arm over the ocean until he grabs onto the mainland and then pulls himself across. What if um what if Michael Jordan has gone crazy um and he thinks he is his characters like and he thinks he is his Looney Tune self and he's like it, with the power of imagination I'll just pull like he pull it pull like mm-hmm. pull the shit back to us and then they actually show up to like after they realize everyone else's stuff has gone uh-huh. off and like they missed everyone else's like, okay, just come back to where Michael Jordan is. Like he has a ship. We can all just get on that. And then it's him. Like just, he's standing at the, at the edge of the ocean going, like trying to stretch his arm out. Yeah. 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 And then <laughs> <laughs> things didn't go well for Michael Jordan in the ECU. Apparently. No, it didn't. Um, no, it didn't. But I do like this. Okay. So here's the next question I get now because they don't come back. That's why Henry Winkler and Ron Howard, take off without them like they have to for whatever i mean it could be a dumb idea of like go ahead or what if they're like just continue the cutthroatness they're both like you know it's going to be way more interesting of a documentary they are never found <laughs> yeah i think they realize like oh wait this isn't actually going to be a good documentary if we bring them, like not because if we bring them back it's like oh wait as people they're not interesting like the, the documentary is better if we don't find them and they leave they try to interview one of them, um, let's say just Gordon-Levitt, mm-hmm. um, Gilligan, and he's just so uninteresting and gives like the most boring interview. And they're like, oh, like, it's kind of like the print the legend sort of yeah. idea of <laughs> just like, let's, let's, let's actually not like hear about what actually happened because it's not as interesting, but we can make it Hollywood interesting. Well, okay, so I guess we got to figure out what happens with Smash Mouth. So I think it's the same thing. They, they, their boat, their rescue boat arrives. Nobody comes back to. So they're just like, okay, I guess we're gonna leave, and they leave. How do the Howells convince everyone else that Michael Jordan, the Michael Jordan option, is the best one? Because he's the only one left. I think they like try to go to all the other ones, and then like I see what you're saying. So, one. so they all meet, and they convince. It's like, okay, but oh, the Ron Howard one sounds actually really good. Let's go there, and also like fame and notoriety great they go there they're gone okay great smash mouth one we got just enough time they go there they're gone it's like okay i guess we'll try the michael jordan and he's just standing at the the, the edge of the shore going 
trying to stretch his arm across the ocean. I think that's really funny. And then they go and try to find Melissa. They go to try to find Marianne, and she's just gone. She and Jimmy Carter are gone. And then the love boat shows up. I think we need one more thing. Like maybe like in a fit of rage, the professor knocks something over and basically that starts the island on fire. Oh, and now they're going to have to deal with that. But actually that is like the, the smoke and everything is what si- the love boat sees that and like detours to. <laughs> okay. I mean, because is, your, um... your option is they, oh, well, we did all that. They missed all the boats. And then another one just shows up. Uh, that's, that's fair. What if like the entire movie, he was setting up this, he, he was trying to with coconuts and bamboo set up some sort of like signal that could go up into the sky and I see. like so people could find him and it, and it spreads throughout the entire island like it's like just like track of bamboo and coconuts and like reeds and stuff and uh he's like well don't worry everybody i'll just i'll just uh uh put my signal on and it's supposed to just be this like fire in the sky and then it just lights the whole place on fire yeah i like that uh like i don't know like do you, do you understand what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah. like, like he like, was attempting to build like a signal flare and but it was poorly constructed so instead of just the signal flare going up the entire island lights up yeah what if it's smash mouth helicopter that they're trying to signal um and the smash copter the smash copter all-star one the mouth chopper um, oh god um and <laughs> oh god uh you know what? we're gonna put up a poll on twitter uh this week gang vote for whether you prefer no actually just tweet at the equalizers with either hashtag smash copter or hashtag mouth copter yeah and with your argument of why which one's better um yeah, so they they see Smash Mouth's helicopter going off in the distance, and they're trying to signal it back, so um, the Professor character ignites his signal flare thing, and that just lights the entire island on fire, which signals the love boat, thus saving them. They run into Marianne on their way out, and then she's safe. What if, as a, this is really stupid, but what if the signal flare thing goes up, does like the whole island, but the part of the tower falls over, it hits the smash copter. The smash copter crashes into Henry Winkler and um, okay. Ron Howard's boat. Like it basically wrecks everyone. Yes. Michael Jordan's yes, fine, Mike. but it's so then the love boat saves everyone, basically. And this is great because Michael Jordan was trying to make a ship appear. Mm-hmm. And he's still on the edge of the beach, like while like Ron Howard, Henry Winkler, Smash Mouth, uh, um, are arguing with everyone else, and then just suddenly the love ship, the love boat appears. Uh, the love <laughs> like, ship. Yeah, the love, the love boat, guru's the love. yacht. Let's not talk about that movie. Yeah, we're gonna have to one day. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I'll make you. So oh, I like that. Now here's the last thing because they get saved. Um, we never really did tie in the ginger actually being super smart and ends up kind of saving the day i was thinking maybe she has like a secret radio or something Uh, what do you think of this idea and we're going back a little bit but who cares at this point this is a two-parter gang yeah this is a two-parter so what do you think about what if she has a like cell phone or a satellite phone that she has been in contact with the real charlie's there in the entire time and charlie's is like no, you have to play this out for a while. Like, mm. we'll come get you eventually, but like, we got to do this stealthily or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so she actually could have saved them the entire time because she has the satellite phone. Gotcha. But the real, the real life Charlie's Theron is like, 
if you do this, you're fired, and then you have no paycheck, then, like, what else are you going to do? You don't look like any other celebrity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can't be a Melissa Joan Hart, like, double. What a pull. I also love that's the hierarchy. Like, well, I got five by Charlie's there, and I guess I'm going to go be a Melissa Joan Hart lookalike. It's kind of like a, I'll, I'll ruin your reputation in this town. No one will right. hire you, whatever. Just really making Charlie's Theron, the real-life one, the villain. I'm fine with it. So... So she has a radio, and then she, like, picks up that... I see. So she manages to pick up like chatter from the love boats radio. I think they were blown off course by the storm as well. And they've been sailing around for a while. So like everybody's got like raggedy clothes and super long beards. Like, and maybe that's something she was doing like throughout the movie where she, she picked up on this signal and she was doing like a Morse code to them. Mm, Communicating with them the whole time. I like that with no real, like she never got anything back, but that's how they eventually find the Island. I like that a lot. That's good. Um, so, unless we want to take more time and flesh out so a little bit more in the middle, I think we've got... I don't know. I think maybe there's, like, some scenes where um, Neil Flynn, uh, mm-hmm. the millionaire, we see his place and it's just, like, campsite galore, right? Yeah. This guy knows how to survive. <laughs> They're living large on the island because he's got, like, the street smarts to build all this shit and, like, really be resourceful. And maybe that's their plan is just like, we can just like make this place really comfortable. And like, we, why do we need to go back? He, Cause he's got nothing to go back for. Exactly. Yeah. He has nothing else. Like this is actually his dream sort of, yeah. of just like, what a, what a perfect way to end, end the rest of my life on this island yeah. where I am. Maybe a lot of people actually rely on him. Maybe the others rely on him like a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, he feels needed on the island. Yeah. I mean, he keeps, he's the professor of the, the in, in actuality. Like I, I said that about Charlie Theron's character. Like she's the one with that, in, like that, like scientific intelligence. He's just like resourceful enough and handy enough. He builds most of their, like their shit. And yeah. so, and he keeps it working. So they rely heavily on him and he's just like, this is amazing. Why do I want to go home? <laughs> it's like the red Charles Shank redemption thing. It's yeah. like, in here, I can get things, like, bring people joy out there. He thinks it's weird when um, Marianne asks for a, all those posters and, like, a, a rock uh, pit hammer. Yeah. Okay, I think that's good. And I think that at some point maybe he sabotages the uh, the minnow being, like, rebuilt because it's like, oh, wait, we might actually have a way to leave. Like, he's been that's subtly sabotaging people the whole time. Yeah, like even he him. found uh, Marianne's like individual boat. Like he knew she was planning this. He didn't care because he wanted to stay. That's fine. Maybe that's why it's sinking when the love boat goes by. Yeah, that's good because he like he like pulled out like a a board at the bottom of it. That seems. I think we did it. I mean, yeah, I think we did it. It's a little. Um, I think we had another chunky one that's kind of like a little disjointed but i think we we understand what the plot is and we kind of yeah i mean it's basically an extended gilligan's island episode framed in the bewitched universe which i get and it is kind of chunky but to be fair so were a lot of these sitcoms like yeah i mean that's fair like there's an episode where they like discover a castle or something on the island yeah i don't know like i just and it was just there because and like so i'm not worried about it being chunky like I I think it's fun, and it ends up with uh, what I can only imagine is the love boat kind of roaming the seas, attempting to find home. Now housing the cast of a rebooted Gilligan's Island, Henry Winkler and Ron Howard, President Jimmy Carter, and yeah. does Michael Jordan stay and on the island? I think he. I think they rescue him too. Okay. I think it's weird, unless I don't know. I, maybe Neil Flynn stays on the island. Maybe he's like, I'm oh staying. yeah, whatever. Fuck okay, you. so does Mrs. Howell stay? Because we talked about them maybe being exes at some point. Do they have a? 
We didn't do a lot with her character. No, I mean, neither did the show. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. What do you think? I'll let you decide on that one. Because I, I can't think of, like... No, I think she is. leaves. Because I think it's funny. At the end, where he's like, but I thought we were reconnecting. And reconnecting's like, no. We were stranded on an island. Like, I'm going home. And maybe he does... Maybe he eventually leaves, too. Or maybe he is like, okay, like, I guess if there's no one I can help, there's no reason to stay here. And Michael Jordan's like, I'll stay. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> they they stay together. That's amazing. They stay together. Michael, yeah, because Michael Jordan's like, no, this wasn't the boat I called. I, I'm bringing the NBA All-Star boat back. Like, it's coming. Don't worry. And yeah. so I'm going to stay, too, because their way, if they get here and I'm not here, they're going to be confused. Yeah, and and Neil Flynn is like, I got to stay. Michael's here. Like, he, I can't leave him by I can't himself. leave five-time <laughs> All-Star Championship winning Michael Jordan by himself on this deserted island. He'll die. I, I, I agree with you. Like, this is like a... I, this is like a super sitcom like episode. I mean, you drew a better comparison. This is much more like the Brady Bunch movies than it yeah. is like the Bewitched movie. But I'm fine with that. Like, yeah, there was no way to do well, a sequel to Bewitched, really. I mean, there is, but it would have just been more of the same. Yeah. But I'm happy with this. What? So here's the next question. Then what do we call it? Um, Bewitched at Sea. Ooh. I mean, uh, we could also just call it Gilligan's Island. Or Bewitched, Bewitched to Gilligan's Island. Yeah, I don't know, because like, I'm torn, because I feel like we need the Bewitched title in there, because it's a sequel, but I also feel like there's so little of Bewitched in it. That's the thing, like, I think we have to have the word Bewitched in at least the title somehow. How about Gilligan's Island, Be- Bewitched at Sea? Because even our pest 2 had, had the pest in it. I've got it. We steal from Star Wars. Gilligan's Island, colon, a Bewitched story. Because so, they do like Solo, a Star Wars story. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Okay. Yeah, I'm done with that. All right, so Gilligan's Island: colon, a bewitch story. Did we do it, Madison? We did it for sure. Uh, it, this 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 whole episode was very nostalgic for me. I <laughs> I really loved all these shows when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I watched a lot of TV. On. Gilligan's Island was one that I never got into as a kid. Uh, we were a big Andy Griffith show household. And I watched like Bewitched and stuff like that, but I never really, Gilligan's Island just never appealed to me as a kid. Uh, I didn't hate it. I just, it wasn't for me, but uh, I'd seen enough, but I, th- I think we did it here and I'm very happy with this. And I love the idea also as they get on the love boat, they all like, they just, some of eyes meet and it's just like that romantic music swells. <laughs> like that's. Yeah. Well, if we did it, that's credits on another episode of The Equalizers. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. The people can find us on Podbean, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on iTunes, and everywhere else podcasts are found by searching The Equalizers. Open up your freezer, take out those fish sticks, take three out, chop them up, wipe them off into the trash, take the trash outside, open the trash lid, and inside there will be small mp3 file with this episode in it sorry that was longer than the whole episode itself yes it was as always we spell that e-q-u-e-l-i-z-e-r-s like in sequel like in sequel you can always get in contact with us online on facebook and twitter at the equalizers gmail is equalizers at gmail.com we have an instagram it is the underscore equalizers uh we are going to be posting some Tweets here. Uh, again, don't forget to tweet at us with uh, cane smell. Hashtag cane smell. 
what you think Michael Caine smells like or if you know what he smells like. And to also get your votes in on either hashtag Smashcopter or hashtag Mouthcopter. So next time, Madison and I put our heads together with guest Carrie McMichael of the Kicking and Streaming Podcast as we watch Matilda. Looking forward to it. So for the Equalizers. I'm Madison Jones. I'm Mike Knoll. I'm right and you're wrong. I'm big and you're small. And there's nothing you can do about it. To be continued. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is from Matilda.